0: Burlesque Stripped Down, episode number one. Hello, guys and gals, this is Velvet Eau Claire. Of course, I am your guide to all of the sexy, saucy secrets of the ladies and gents behind the tassels. This is episode number one. Hopefully some of you may have caught our little teaser episode where we discussed what burlesque is and what it isn't. But today I am very excited to be bringing you the very first official interview episode of Burlesque Stripped Down, where I am talking to one of my absolute favorite performers in all of Paris. But before I get to this lovely lady, just a few announcements. Of course, if you're not familiar with our structure yet, what we're going to be doing here on Burlesque Strip Down is Mondays we'll be bringing you interviews with some of the industry's hottest stars. I have several pre-recorded and ready to go, and I am super, super excited to share them with you. And then on Thursdays are our Hot Tips episodes, so all sorts of things. This Thursday, I'll be telling you all about how to survive your very first burlesque performance, which, as any performer can tell you, is a bit scary. So that's Mondays and Thursdays. If you're more of a reader over on the blog, on Tuesdays I'll be doing Off-Topic Tuesdays. Just with a little bit of whatever I want in there. And on Sundays, we'll be doing event roundups with events from around the world. Speaking of which, if you have an event that you'd like to see featured, please don't hesitate to email me, velvet at burlesque stripped down. My very last request is if you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast. It's really going to help me get the word out there and get more people listening to it, which means that I can sustain doing this longer, which I really, really want to make work. So if you're not sure how to do that, no problem. In the show notes for this episode, you can find a graphic that will tell you exactly how to do it. It takes about five minutes. It's very easy. The show notes are going to include any links from this episode, and you can find that at burlesquestrippeddowncom slash Kirby, K-I-R-B-Y. All right, so now that I teased her name a little bit, let's get right into the interview. All right, guys, so we've got a nice, rainy, dreary day today here in France, but I am super pumped to have Miss Kirby Marzell on the show. I have seen Kirby perform several times here in Paris, and i got to say, her numbers are just always my favorites of the entire show. Aww. She is renowned for her theatrical wiles, she's got killer choreography, and her, of course, that quintessential American <laughs> charm. <laughs> <laughs> Those things make Kirby really one of the most versatile and sought-after freelance performers here in Paris. Her work is super unique and eclectic, and she does shows that range everywhere from the golden age of striptease to theatrical performance art to vintage sideshow, and really everywhere in between. So, welcome, Kirby. How you doing over there? You staying dry in your corner of Paris? I am. I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> Good. I'm doing great. Yeah. It's it's you know it's one of those days. We needed the rain here, I yeah. think, but it's still a little a little tough. Yeah. But <laughs> we'll, we'll so before manage. we'll uh, manage. Yeah, we'll manage somehow. Um, before we get started with any of the bigger questions, why don't you just take a quick second, say hi to everybody, and, and fill in anything that I missed up in that intro.
1: Uh, well, I think you pretty much covered it. Um, hi everybody. <laughs> My name is Kirby Marzell. Um, uh, along with everything that Kate mentioned, um, I'd also like to say that I am the production manager and assistant artistic director of the Letting Go Cabaret here in Paris. Um, we produce a uh, multidisciplinary um, cabaret variety show once a month at the Bellevue um, and we're also part of a larger production company that, uh, produces events, um, all around Paris.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. I've seen a couple of the cabaret shows. It's phenomenal. You guys have a great like range. You bring in, uh, people from all over the world to come in yeah. and perform with you. Mm-hmm. It's really fun.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I saw I saw you guys have something coming up um, not far from me actually here at the um, at Sullivan's by the mill by the Moulin Rouge right you guys got to show up there in
1: – yeah some, in, uh, I- starting in November I believe it's going to be once every two months uh, we're oh, going to be doing a collaboration with um, I believe his name is Patty Sherlock uh, sounds Irish is he Irish I believe he is <laughs> it sounds <laughs> a, a bit Irish person um, but it's going to be it's going to be called uh, Beauties and the Beast. Um, and it's going to be um, burlesque set to live jazz, oh, so it should be so cool. really
0: fun. We're really looking forward well, to it. That's going to be awesome. Like I said, it's around the corner from me, so I will probably be there Excellent. for every show. November twenty first, if I'm
1: not mistaken, at um, O'Sullivan's Sullivans in Pigalle.
0: I'm, that's great. I'm yeah, yep. I think it's uh, it's right by uh, right by yeah, by Pigalle and Blanche Metro as well, Excellent. right by the Moulin Rouge. So fun, cool. So you've got that going on. You've got lots of cool um, letting go cabaret things. What what is something that you have going on that you are the most excited about right now? What is the number one thing? Um, it's a big question. Right it is
1: now. a big question. I mean, like one of the interesting things about being, being like a freelance cabaret artist is that. <laughs> We know uh, we know so little in advance. Like I mean, a lot of a lot of things kind of happen spur the moment, last minute. So it's hard to like look forward to like one particular thing. I find I'm just I'm always looking forward to working with new people. I'm always looking forward to like new collaborations in in any in any type of way. Um, um, I'm looking forward to to working on projects outside of burlesque. I'm looking forward to doing more like theatrical theatrical type performances which kind of goes more back to like my roots like my um, my passes in theater and dance so yeah, so, yeah. I'm really I'm excited for it all there's no like one like specific project I mean I'm just no, I'm just cool. happy to have the opportunity to do so many things
0: <laughs> for sure for so, absolutely I mean you know, really life yeah. is exciting
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. And like you said, being a freelance artist, that's the best thing, you know, because you can do all these different projects and you're not even sure, I mean, six months from now you could have the most amazing thing going on. You have no idea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Cool. So what do you think is another loaded question, but what is the biggest misconception about you and why, if there are any?
1: Um, I would say, well, well, probably that I am, you know, specifically a burlesque artist. Um, mm-hmm. um, I mean, kind of like I was like mentioning before, like actually I have like a background that um, where I started was in was in theater and dance. Um, And so, like I said, kind of in the future, I'm looking forward to more kind of like expanding or or at least going back to my roots in that way. And like anytime I get an opportunity to do something other than burlesque, I jump on it because as much as I love burlesque, you know, I really feel I feel like theater is kind of like where where my heart is. Um, so I'm kind of like exploring some ideas, um, about like eventually creating my own show that might be a theatrical one woman show. We'll see. So. Ooh, but, okay. so I'd say that was like the biggest mis- misconception that like burlesque is like the only thing I do. I sing, Absolutely. I sing as well. I should, I should mention that I'm I looking, I'm, I'm trying to get more into singing as well.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And for that, uh, the beauties and the beasts thing or whichever, What is it beauties and the beast? Beauties and the beast. are you going to be singing for that as well? Um,
1: you know, I don't know. Um, I don't think that's, I don't think that was necessarily part of the plan. Um, I, I, I I could always propose the idea, but yeah, like I think we already have a pretty fabulous band, um, Ah, complete with, complete with singers, but who knows, who knows down the line, down the line.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah. That is true though. You make a good point about, um, you know, sometimes we do get pigeonholed. I think we like to I mean, human nature is to put labels on people, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so we do sometimes get pigeonholed into that thing, and so it's important to uh, work out all of our creative muscles in different ways and yeah. everything. And I think there's, I think there's a big niche, um, a, a hole, maybe even here in Paris, and maybe around the world as well, um, for doing more theatrical uh, combination with burlesque or somehow, you know, some sort of combination that way. In my opinion, right. what do you think?
1: Yeah. No just yeah, well, it depends. We'll have to see. It's like one of those things, like everything is so like there's there's so many possibilities. Like the possibilities are so endless in theater and exactly. burlesque and all these like cabaret variety things. I mean, like
0: you know Absolutely. You can yeah. Whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, for sure. It's really exciting. I think that's one of the things I love the most about burlesque is that you can kind of do whatever you want with it and, yeah. and, and create new things and do all of that. That's cool. Yeah. So when, so when did you know that burlesque was right for you or do you know, or, or is it, you know, we mentioned it's one of your many passions. So yeah. what, what really draw you in, drew you into it and made you realize that this is something you wanted to do?
1: Um, basically when I realized all the freedom attached to it, yeah. like burlesque is such an individualistic art form that it's going to manifest mm-hmm. itself differently in, in each person. And so mm-hmm. I think that makes it potentially really dynamic to watch and really, you know, fascinating to be a part of. And just the fact that, you know, anyone, anyone and everyone is, you know, especially women, but not exclusive to women, um, you know, can express themselves creatively and physically and manifest that on stage, and especially manif- manifesting creativity in our bodies, I think that's so important in a society that marginalizes women in pretty much every way. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah, just the freedom to be able to to express myself physically, creatively, sexually on stage how I want. That's, Absolutely, that's the greatest thing about burlesque. That's great. That's what makes it. That's what makes it something that appeals so much to women and something that makes it a, you know, primarily female-driven, driven driven art form.
0: Did you find that there was maybe a particular performer or a number that inspired you?
1: Um, a little bit, yeah. Um, I first started getting into burlesque, um, when I was living in Chicago. Um, I became familiar, well, what happened was I was cast in a play, an original play that included burlesque in it. And I, um, I had to do several burlesque numbers in the play. Um, and so I became familiar with burlesque basically through that. And so then I kind of started looking into other burlesque performers in Chicago. And one performer that really inspired me right off the bat um, is named Lady Jack. Hmm. Um, She's based in Chicago and um, she's one of the most underrated performers, I think in, in the world. Um, She also has a background in theater and dance and she creates these incredibly interesting, dynamic, diverse characters with these incredibly interesting stories um, that are just so beautifully choreographed. And uh, she just creates basically an entire story like in five minutes. I mean, it's just like this, you know, uh, like a complete play in five minutes. (laughs) And she's just incredible. Um, And, you know, she was really one of my first inspirations. And then um, kind of after I discovered her, I started looking into – more outlets of burlesque in Chicago. And I became familiar with Red Hot Annie. Uh, Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah, Who, um, who runs Vodzilla Studios in Chicago. And ironically, I became closer with her. Like I met her in Chicago, but I became friends with her actually here in Paris, (laughs) Uh, when she would come, come to perform in Paris, when she would be on tour. And, um, she just is really a queen and a pillar, um, in the international burlesque community, as far as I'm concerned. And, She's just so generous and kind and helpful and, you know, is just, you know, just so kind. She just wants – she wants the best for everyone. She wants everyone to succeed. She's just – you
0: know, she gave me so much advice and help and, you know. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I've heard – I've heard wonderful things. We had her. She was in Paris recently, and I know my my true Burlesque Moulin, had her uh, teaching some classes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I was in the States at that point, so I didn't get to meet her. But I heard she's just, she's really fun to work with. And so I'm actually, I'd like to get her on this podcast. Maybe I'll send her an email and yeah. do a little name dropping I'm sure she, there. She but, I'm sure she would. Yeah, that'd be fun. Cool. That's great. That's great. So, I mean, kind of a, along those same lines, do you have, and this isn't, doesn't have to be burlesque related. This can be just life related. Who do you have a hero? Who's your hero and why? Um,
1: I can't say that I necessarily have a specific hero. Okay. Um, I would say I'm, I'm inspired by, by women today and women of the past who, um, who have broken barriers, who have not been afraid to stand up for themselves, who have not been afraid to make changes and make their voice heard, and basically make make the world a better place for women. i'm I'm basically inspired by any woman who wasn't afraid to be herself or wasn't afraid to,
0: afraid to be different. Absolutely. yeah. Mm-mm-mm. yeah, it's and it's fitting that you mentioned that because of course, what was it when <clears throat> excuse me, when we're recording this, uh, it was yesterday, I think was the the anniversary of women getting the right to vote. In the U.S., mm-hmm. I believe I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> so it's really you know that 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 strength in, in 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 women and being able to stand up. I mean, obviously that was for something that was very important for for. All women, and then, but even nowadays, just to stand up for themselves, we're getting, a, we're seeing a lot of uh, women's rights things uh, jumping around on social media. A lot of talking right. about women's bodies and how women's bodies are viewed. I'm seeing a lot more Hollywood actresses that are standing up right. against uh, how Hollywood Sexism, treats women yeah. actresses. Yeah, it's really interesting the time we live in. It may not seem yeah. quite as serious as women's suffrage and things like that, but I think it is.
1: Yeah, well, we're, we're really talking about it on a more intelligent level too. I mean, really starting mm-hmm. to talk about, I think like the, the very inherent, mm-hmm. um, sexist and misogynistic, um, ideas that are, that are basically instilled in, and in not just men, but in, in women, like in everyone, Absolutely. um, that, are, Absolutely. that have, are just instilled in us so deep that we don't even realize they're there mm-hmm. until somebody finally says, wait a second. No, this, this still isn't right still we still have a really long way to go you know so i mean we're talking about stuff i think that we really at least on you know on social media um you know things that haven't been haven't really been talked about you know fully to an extent that hasn't been been uh, talked about fully so so yeah it's exciting times it's exciting times there's a long way to go but I'm glad. No, I'm glad women at least right. seem to be seem to be smart, well, smarting up. I shouldn't say that, <laughs> um, but um, we're talking about it more. We're becoming more aware of it ourselves, and we're starting to stand, stand up for ourselves.
0: Absolutely. Like you say, yeah, awareness is, the, is one of the big things and just, you know, and, and that's one of the good things about the internet is that these ideas are able to be spread a bit more as well. And then yeah. the things that I, you know, that I see new things every day when I'm subscribed to, for example, everyday feminism, things like that. Although I don't consider myself a strong, you know, extreme feminist. I mean, I am a woman, so I am a, you know, I am a feminist. I right. in equality and, yeah. and some of the things that I see that just I feel like on a daily or at least weekly basis, I feel like my mind is blown because I right. just, it, it it talks about things in ways that I just hadn't thought of before and yeah. I think, wow, you're right. that is yeah not quite equal or that is uh, marginalizing or or whatever the situation is. yeah yeah, social media makes that information so much more accessible now. It's like it really know, does it,
1: out of the you know takes it out of the universities and like shares it with everybody,
0: so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's great. I think that's, that's a, I like that answer. You know, who's your hero? Basically just all women who stand up for what they believe in. Pretty much. that's, that's, That's really great. Yeah. So speaking more about your acts specifically, as I said in the intro, I just, I love, I love your acts. You were definitely, you know, you've been the highlight of, of every show that I've seen you in, even when you're just stage kittening, it's just, it's just so much fun. For those of you who don't know, a stage kitten is the person who kind of comes on between the acts and cleans up on stage and, 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 uh, you know, gets all everything off stage and resets the stage. Correct. Kirby, is that how you'd say it? Yeah,
1: that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, some, sometimes it's just a backstage thing you don't even notice, but sometimes they're able to really make it fun and and cute. And I always love when you, when you're doing that for letting go, it's fun. Mm -hmm. But as far as your acts go, where do you, um, where do you typically find inspiration for those, for your acts?
1: Um, pretty, pretty organically most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, normally I'll just be inspired by a piece of music and mm-hmm. i'll just i'll be listening to something and it'll just sort of strike me and like images will will you know start come will pop up in in my head and i'll just sort of run with it i'll just sort of kind of let more images come until i have sort of a base of a storyline and then i'll kind of work it out you know you know work it out physically so yeah usually pretty organically like i not planned not planned um although occasionally occasionally I'll, I'll get, I'll get an idea for something and then I'll search for the music. So, you know, it depends mostly organically just with music, but it depends.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I tend to be the same. I think, I think music is what really inspires me. I, just, I know some people get started with just the story. They have a character idea in their head or something like that. But for me, it's, it's typically as well. It's the music. I'll see something and I'll just be, you know, I'll be doing the dishes and I'll kind of start bopping around and, and then it kind of goes yeah. from there. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So I want to get kind of real for a second and I want, I'd love to hear like a real story. I want to kind of, you know, give us, give us the real feeling. And this isn't necessarily something that we all want to talk about all the time, but I'd love to hear because I, I really want to show everybody the reality of being a burlesque, um, or a performer, a burlesque performer or just performer in general. What do you think, what has been one of the worst moments of your burlesque or performance journey? Just a moment where you just, Hmm. things were not good and you were not happy.
1: I can't say that like, I can't say that I've had, like, many terrible moments, to be honest. Like, I mean, I I, knock on wood. I mean, like, I've been doing burlesque uh, long enough, I would say, to have anything significantly disappointing happen. I mean, like, I I remember, like, when I first, I mean, especially when I first moved to France and I barely spoke French, um, I was always super nervous (laughs) whenever I would. I mean, even then, like, the theater always felt like home, but I was still so nervous. I mean, I was so nervous. Like anytime I would go to a show, even as, even like just as an audience member. And especially the first time I even like stage kitten in a show in Paris, I was, I was so nervous. I almost threw up. Really? Uh,
0: yeah. Wow. I just,
1: you know, I just, <laughs> it was like so familiar yet so strange. And like, you know, I just didn't know what to expect. And um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, like, I mean, I guess there, I was, I was just so worried that I would fuck it up, you know what I mean? <sighs> that I would just fuck it up from the beginning. <laughs> um yeah. but it wasn't. I mean, it, I mean, everyone was was so awesome and kind and and understanding, and so it all worked out really well. But um, I did have sort of like an epic moment. I wouldn't say it was bad or good, but kind of kind of epic. Oh um, yeah, tell the, us the first uh, the first burlesque show that I did that I was talking about before the theatrical show, which included mm-hmm. burlesque. I. Um, was doing my big solo number, where I was um, dancing and singing and stripping at the same time. And um, at one point, I in the choreography, I was supposed to grab a chair and swing it around, and I was eventually going to be standing on it. Well, uh, <clears throat> when I grabbed the back of the chair, I didn't realize that there, there was like, there must have been some sharp piece of metal on there that I didn't notice. And I literally, like, sliced my hand open. Oh, no. Um, but I was so in the zone that I didn't even feel it. Uh, and I didn't <laughs> notice. Uh, and I was literally, for about half the number, for, so for at least a few minutes, um, I was literally, like, spraying blood all over the stage. And, like, I mean, I shouldn't say spraying, but, I mean, dripping blood, I should say. I wasn't, it, I wasn't that injured. Um, but, yeah, like, dripping blood all over the stage all over my costume. And oh my I had no goodness. idea. And here I am like doing this, like sexy strips, striptease with blood, like dripping down my arm.
0: <laughs> oh my God. And it was visible to the audience. They could see it. Oh
1: yeah. They could see it. Yeah. Oh my god! And I, I mean, I was, like I said, I was so in the zone that like, I was just like, Oh, you know, I was just doing my thing, you know, singing my song, oh. taking my clothes well, that's off. That's a true,
0: I tell you, that's a true performer right there. Oh, you just work goodness. right through it. You didn't even notice.
1: I literally <laughs> didn't even feel it. Um, I felt no pain whatsoever. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, until I finally like noticed that it was bleeding. I like, like tried to like close my hand, like you know, to like prevent the blood, from, <laughs> Just try to try to stop the, the blood flow. And yeah, and then of course my costume was like white and yellow.
0: Oh. So, so that was
1: fun getting those blood stains out. Mm-hmm. But um. So anyway, so that was it. Wasn't bad. I mean, it was fine. It was. It, I mean, it was kind of funny. It's like one of those like theater you know, because theater moments, you know. Absolutely.
0: And now you've got a good story to tell. Now I've got a good
1: story. It was epic. can't complain. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, that's funny. All right. That's good. Yeah. So I can imagine, I mean, those moments, I mean, if if anyone's a performer, whether it's burlesque or theater, we've all had those kind of moments where just something, maybe not that extreme with blood dripping down on our costumes, but those kind of moments where we just, you have to just play on, you have to make it work. You have to party on. Yeah, Yeah, it happens
1: a lot in burlesque because I mean,
0: Mm.
1: it's not just a matter of like, um, you know, remembering your choreography and your in your lyrics and your blocking, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's the logistics of literally removing clothing in like an artful and interesting way in a sensuous way, you know what I mean? Or not necessarily sensuous, but, you know, an an artful, interesting way, at least. Um, And there's that. I mean, anytime you include props when, you know, in a, in a, in a scene, which mm-hmm. for burlesque clothing is your props, basically. Um, Absolutely. you know, you're basically, you're asking to be fucked <laughs> because <laughs> it's the true. Watch, fuck you every time. So it's, yeah, I mean, like you basically have to practice messing up. I mean, I try to practice like messing up, you know, my articles, you know, taking my, my clothing off because, because I know it's going to happen. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's one of the first things we, we, we learned to do is, is to kind of, when that zipper gets stuck, to still be able to keep that face and make it right. something sexy, you know, or make it funny or make it something right. uh, and not get not get tripped up in that. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So you had kind of that epic moment that was just, uh, we don't know, again, you said bad or good. Have you had a particular really, really good moment in burlesque, like just a moment where you just were on the adrenaline It was and it was just... What you what you would consider maybe the best moment of your career so far? Um,
1: well, I mean, a highlight would be um, I won Best Newcomer um, at the Dublin Burlesque Festival in 2014, yes. and I was really fabulous, really pleased, and honored. Um, Absolutely. No, I mean, like you know, it's, I'm always really touched when after a show, like especially someone I don't know, <laughs> like a stranger. <laughs> Will come yeah. up to me and just say something really nice about my performance. Some, you know, sometimes they'll get really specific. Like, I really liked when you did this. I really liked this. This made me feel this. You know, when I saw you do that, um, and they just give like this really touching feedback. And it's 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 such a wonderful feeling to know that I did something that affected them in some way, touched them in some way, and they're you know, you know, hopefully gonna gonna remember that and keep that. You know, and I mean, that's the power, that's the power of of theater. It can affect the way that we see the rest of the world. It can affect the way that we see other people. And maybe, you know, I wouldn't say burlesque is like a high art per se, um, but, you know, it's still still really touching to know that whatever I do on stage
0: that it touches somebody and it compels them enough to actually tell me that. Absolutely. And and I think, okay, maybe maybe burlesque, some wouldn't consider it a super high art form, but, but I mean, that's one of the things about burlesque is that it's so much more than just taking off clothes on stage. It really has the power to, I mean, of course, just entertain and have fun, mm-hmm. but even beneath all of that, it can change people's minds about their body, mm-hmm. about femininity, masculinity, about right. any of those things. It really has the power to to do something, mm-hmm. right? You know,
1: and the mm. great thing about burlesque too is it's such um, it's a, it's interactive. You know, it's like I mean, without the that's connection true. between the performer and the audience, the act dies. Basically, it's, I mean, or at least that's how I feel on stage. I agree. Yeah. Um, so it's so. I mean, the audience gets to be participatory in your in your performance, and so exactly,
0: which makes and that adds a whole new dimension. Yeah, it adds a whole new dimension. Mm hmm. Very. Yeah, that's very true. I know my first my first burlesque act, actually, I was uh, the the showcase that you performed in with Burlesque Mulan. That was my first time um, doing the burlesque on stage. And and initially when I was developing that act, it was very much um, it was not inclusive of the audience because it doesn't of course, you know, it doesn't have to we don't have to specifically connect with the audience. But I I did find that something was missing. I know it's possible. and, And, you know, many, many artists do these kind of inner, uh, inner numbers where they're not interacting with the audience as much. Mm-hmm. But for me, I definitely felt like there was something kind of missing without that connection into the audience. Yeah. All right. So what do you think, um, you know, whether it's in your burlesque career or just in your life, maybe, maybe something about moving to Paris or something, what is the biggest risk that you've ever taken in your
1: life? Well, I mean, aside from moving to Paris,
0: <laughs> did I ruin it for you? Yeah. I, yeah, I, mean, away, I, but mean, that's,
1: I mean, I guess that's a given. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, I think just doing burlesque at all, uh, just becoming a, a solo artist at all was pretty significant mm-hmm. for me um, because, you know, even though I'd been to theater school and I had my degree and, you know, I had done a lot of stuff, um, I really lacked confidence. I really did not believe um, that I was creative or talented enough to create my own work. I really, mm-hmm. truly believed that. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, be, moving to Paris and kind of you know, having this, this sort of blank page in front of me. Um, I, I had to, I just had to take advantage of the opportunity to just, you know, to just try to just try. Mm -hmm. And, um, for the first time in my career, I really like listened to myself. Um, I listened to my own creative voice and I didn't judge myself and I just sort of let myself go and let myself create and, you know, and that's, I mean, it started from there, and it just sort of, you know, spiraled from there
0: in a positive well, that's way. A huge, yeah,
1: yeah, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's a
0: huge risk to take. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's something that I think we all struggle with, any kind of artists or or other, uh, you know, writers, anybody. I mean, just to really get over that and to just put themselves out there. Yeah, definitely. All right. So the next section of our interview is what I like to call "pick your poison," but I promise it's nothing scary. I've got uh, looks like I've got eight different questions here, and they're just random things that I thought of would be interesting to find out about you. Okay. So um, what I'm going to have you do is just pick a number, and I'll give you the question, and you can just kind of let us know what your answer is. Okay. So one through eight. Which number would you like? Um, seven. Number seven. All right. This is a good one. So if you could spend 48 hours in the body of someone else, anyone in the world, who would you choose and what would you do? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 48 hours, no more, no less, male, female. I suppose we could do animals if you really wanted to be an animal. Really? Uh, okay. Two. Then
1: I would really like to be my cat. 48 hours. <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably the best this answer is possible. Seriously, it's like something that I genuinely like think about from time to time. Like, really? um, I really would honestly, like, sometimes I just, you know, like the middle of a stressful moment during the day, I just look over at her and she's just like on her back, sleeping on her back with like her paws up in the air. And I'm like. Your life is so good. Your life is just so perfect. Like sometimes I just want to like switch bodies with my cat just for a day and just not have a a goddamn worry in the world, you know?
0: I think my favorite part is that you've actually really thought about this before. I have,
1: yes. I mean, you know, I don't like, I don't lose sleep over it, but you know what I mean? Sometimes it would just be fun to be a cat for a day and not have a care in the world.
0: It's true. I mean, really, when you watch cats, they just don't give a shit about they, anything They don't. They are so contented. Right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. My um, what's your cat's name? Um, we just call her Poo Poo cat. Poo-poo. <laughs> That's lovely. Okay. My mom. My mom has a cat named Morgan Freeman, <laughs> and and we na- she named it that because basically Morgan Freeman makes every movie better, right? Anything Aww. he's in, a shitty movie <laughs> so he makes it better, and her cat makes everything better. So she thought awesome. it was a fitting name. Um, but yeah, I look over at Morgan Freeman sometimes when I'm uh, visiting her ho- at home and, and he's just, yeah, he's just chilling, just doing what chillin'. he wants, you know, might go have a little cup, a little something to drink, a little, a little you know, food. A t- take a little eat. poop, some yeah. pizza, you know, I mean, not a, find love. a, find a Q-tip to play with, you know, what? Awesome. You know life is good, good when you're, you're yeah, I love good. it. I love that answer. Yeah. That's fabulous. Cool. All right. So the next section here, we're going to do just a quick fire, this or that. So I've got a list of a bunch of things, two different options, and you can just choose whichever one you like, just, you know, to kind of get us to get to know you a little bit better. So are you ready for this? I, I'm ready. <clears throat> All right. Let me do this. All right. <clears throat> ready, set. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Day or night? Day. City or country? City. Mountains or ocean? Mountains. Classic or neo-burlesque? Classic. Comedy or tragedy? Comedy. Superman or Batman Batman all right wine or beer beer sleep or sex Ooh. <laughs> I had a feeling this would be the tough one oh, yeah. oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say sleep sleep being <laughs> honest I like it it's good no, if you sleep well then you have better sex it's true so, it's true absolutely they're both good uh heels or bare feet Bare feet, definitely. Bare feet. I, I know you like to perform in bare feet. I've seen a I couple do. of years. I do. Yeah. Well,
1: in my day to day life and definitely on stage, I like to. Awesome. I prefer to be bare feet.
0: I I, was, I I love how I look in heels, but I just wearing them is just such a pain.
1: It is. Know? It is. I mean, <laughs> and it, it, it hymns your your movement, obviously. At least for me, like Absolutely. even in, even when you wear dance heels, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whenever I can, I go. I do barefoot, but I also make an effort to decorate my feet in some in some way I have like I made like these little sparkly barefoot sandals that I wear on
0: stage I love that that's a really good idea because just plain bare feet isn't that great yeah yeah I try to like
1: complete the costume complete the look a little bit there
0: cool cool I love it and the very last one might be a doozy for you I don't know Paris or Chicago oh Paris definitely Paris yeah your new home yeah
1: I mean it's you know There's a lot to love about Chicago, and sometimes sometimes Paris is a really difficult city
0: to live in. But it sure it does. It feels
1: like home. It really does feel like home. Good.
0: Good. Do you still go back to visit Chicago ever?
1: Um, not really. No, because I actually I don't have family in Chicago. All my family is actually in California, where where I'm from originally. But um, that's cool. I mean, I I miss I miss I miss the city itself. But you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, next, I just have a couple last questions before we say goodbye. And I know, I mean, with things like burlesque, I think all of us who are interested in the field, whether we're performers or audience members, we love finding out about burlesque things. We love reading, but it's hard because there's not a lot of, there are a few, but there's not a lot of like condensed places to find information, to find news. So how do you, how do you stay current with the industry, with burlesque news and all of that?
1: Um, Mostly through social media, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I read a lot of articles by industry professionals about burlesque and burlesque-related things. Cool. Um, There's one that I like a lot called uh, 21st Century Burlesque. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's like one of the first and probably the most prominent uh, burlesque publication. They're they're online. Um, And then there's another one that I like a lot that I just discovered recently called Tease Bang Boom tease bang boom yes um and it's i think they give more it's more like advice
0: oh nice
1: yeah um but um red hot annie is a contributor
0: contributor to that as well cool cool. i highly recommend that one as well that's great i hadn't heard of that one so i'll have to i'll check that out and i'll of course i'll link both of those the 21st century burlesque and the tease bang boom yes Okay. Tease, bang, boom. Uh, and I'll, I'll link those up in the show notes so that everybody can check those out as well. So, so we've got articles, things like that. And of course, I mean, there's lots of uh, videos mulling, uh, milling around, excuse me, out there in the internet universe on YouTube and other places. Do you have any favorites, anything uh, that you've discovered recently or classics that we should check out any videos? Well, it's
1: not necessarily burlesque related, but there is a, um, it's not on YouTube either, but it's a, a series of videos that I've uh, found recently that I really like, they're actually little mini docs, um, profiling six, uh, different, uh, female circus artists working in the UK. Um, and it's called circus girls, circus girls. That's great. That's cool. And It's really beautifully, uh, beautifully filmed, beautifully edited, um, with really interesting insight into these women's lives and their training and their philosophies and methods and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, and I think you can find that just by Googling Circus Girls
0: series or emission or whatever. So, that's awesome. Um, that's really cool. That would be really interesting to, to watch because that's a kind of an industry I don't know a lot about. And I think a lot of us, it's kind of a mysterious industry. So, yeah. great. I'll, I will find that. And just like with the, the other two uh, sites, I will link it up in these show notes here so that our listeners can go directly there. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you for that. All right, well, that about wraps it up. Uh, before we go, just um, let us know because I'm sure now we all we all love Kirby and we want to keep <laughs> up with what she has going on and everything. How can we keep up with you, see what you what you have going on, and how can we get in contact with you?
1: Um, well, you can always follow me on Facebook, uh, Kirby Marzell is the name to look up. And um, you can also follow me on my website, which is kirbymarzell.com.
0: Fabulous, very cool. Yeah, I was on there uh, earlier, and uh, you have some amazing photos there. And and I assume that there's a there's a contact page there for you as well yep. for anyone who's interested in booking or anything. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, Kirby, thank you so much for spending your your rainy what is it today Thursday your rainy, rainy Thursday with days. us. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to say to the audience, or um, I don't think before so. we say goodbye. No, thank you for having me. Oh, well thanks for being on. All right. Well we will talk to you again soon and I'm sure we'll see you around in the in the Paris world. Yep. Thanks again for listening, ladies and gents. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Just a quick reminder, on Thursdays, I'll be bringing you a Hot Tips episode about how to survive your first burlesque performance, so stay tuned for that. And next week, I'm really excited to be bringing you an interview with not one, but two burlesque performers. We get a two-for-one all at one time on Monday. It'll be the Saucy Pear Cabaret. So check out that. Also please head over to burlesquestrippeddown.com and make sure you've joined to be a Burlesque stripped Down Insider. So that'll sign you up for our email list where you'll receive all of the latest information. And of course, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Stay sexy.